Hi, Internet. How's it going, Internet? Hey, Internet. Are you ready for a super fast-paced, condensed version of Outrage Factory? So here's the deal. Tonight, uh, so we talked about this briefly last time, I am starting a new podcast without Dale. They're cheating on us. That's going to be vastly superior to this one in every way, particularly if you're interested in uh, a alcohol-free lifestyle or uh, me talking about how self-righteous I am due to my decision to quit drinking. So it'd be like you on Twitter. Yeah, basically. That all the time. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Uh, so we're recording the first three episodes of that tonight, immediately pre- pre- preceding, post-seeding, following. Yeah. Is probably the word I was looking for. Epilogging? Immediately following this podcast, I'm recording three episodes of another podcast. So we got to fly through this one. Uh, so we are not going to have our usual, I say we're not going to have tangents. We're, there's going to be tangents galore. We're just going to, you know. Try to them. fucking hammer fist them into less than an hour. Just fist them. Fist this, them right in there. Will this be our first ever less than an hour, like sub one hour podcast? No, we used to be really good at that back in the day. And then I think we fell more in love with the sound of our own voices Is that even possible? (laughs) I didn't think so, but here we are. It's like we had a talk at the start of this year being like, we got to make episodes shorter so that people will listen to the entire episode. And since then, we've just like (laughs) increasingly gotten to the point where we're going to have like three hour. uh, Joe Rogan style. Or uh, what's the fucking guy who does the uh, hardcore history? Um, oh, yeah, Dan Just, Carlin. like, epic three-hour, like, Lord of the Rings, but it's just me and Dale talking. <laughs> yeah, except for Dan Carlin records his over, like, a month and then super edits them all together oh. and does research and reports. Oh, that sounds so much better. I just want to say from your description of the air quotes serious better podcast where you're Recording three episodes at one sitting is why I'm glad this isn't a, a sobriety podcast. podcast. I was going to say good and professional. Ah. I like to keep it loose, i.e. why we talk for over an hour. I like to have like an open form, a little discussion, talk about what comes up. Of course, we have like, uh, I guess, stuff that's on the docket that we are going to talk about, but we usually just end up rambling and making so many tangents that we just don't talk about half the stuff we plan to. Here in our brief episode, we are now three minutes in and we have yet to actually introduce it. Hey, this is Outrage Factory, the podcast where we look at things that made people mad online this week and explain why they're dumb for caring. Uh, I'm your co-host, Derek Bolin. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. And uh, Dale. Yeah. I'm smashing an American energy drink right now. Yeah, I ran down to uh, Point Roberts, which... Have we talked about this before? I feel like we might have. Point Roberts is this weird little, like, nipple off the end of Canada <laughs> that is not connected by land yeah. to the United States. But for whatever reason, when they drew the uh, border along the 49th parallel, mm-hmm. they didn't bother adjusting it to just annex Point Roberts as part of Canada. So Point Roberts is actually in the States, uh, and it's basically exclusively used by... Uh, Canadians who buy summer homes there and uh, people who want to ship things to an American address uh, and then just like jump across and pick up stuff from across the border and then bring it back. Yeah. So you can not pay the ridiculous international shipping fee 
and you can just bring it across yourself. Although, because I'm stupid and honest, when I went through the border crossing, the border guard was, was like, what's the total value of everything oh, in the fuck. vehicle? And I was like, $400. Here's yeah. all the receipts. And they were like, okay, park your car, go inside, pay the duty on it. And it ended up being like another 75 bucks. So, so did not actually save me any money. Life hack. It only saves you money if it's less than $200. Because what happened was I went with Derek on this trip and the only thing I bought was a six pack of beer. And since Derek effed himself and had to pay duty on his $400 of new wardrobe clothes or whatever he bought, they ended up charging me $3 per beer tax. Because I was, yeah, I remember So that. <laughs> my $6 six pack, which I was all excited was cheap, was now $24. Yeah. And factor, factor in the exchange rate on that. That was probably like a $40 six pack. But you know what? It was pretty good. Okay. It was good beer. It was like one of the only good Mexican beers because it was like this one that like had tequila infused that in it. That prob- was a problematic thing to say. One of the only good Mexican beers, Dale. No, American beers. Did I say Mexican? Yeah, I think you said Mexican. Oh, I meant it's one of the only good American beers because everybody knows there's no good Mexican beer. I mean, there's like Dos Equis, which is all right. And then there's Corona, which is water. And then there's Soul, which is Corona with a sun on the bottle. Hey, should we talk about more beer before your sober podcast? I was going to say all beer is trash. And if you share that opinion, check out my sober podcast, (laughs) which will be uh, debuting on July 4th. You know what? One good thing about being sober, you'll never have to deal with drinking bad beer ever again. You'll never get a beer and be like, oh, this beer is disgusting because you just will never drink beer again. I get So I've started drinking um, and Andrew, uh, our buddy who has been sober for a while now due to health reasons, got me into it. He always had these. Health. You can't just say that. That's super like vague and makes it sound like he's going to die. No, like he was like physically unhealthy and like mentally unhealthy because of booze like he would drink and it would fuck up his stomach and that would just spike his anxiety and it was like a mess all over the place so he just stopped drinking he's much healthier as a result but he has these uh he always has these uh beers called partake and it's this new non-alcoholic brewery uh i actually have some in my fridge if you would like to to try some oh i probably also going to talk about this on the sobriety podcast but uh yeah they make uh, a blonde ale an ipa and a pale ale and they're all really fucking good do they have as many calories as regular beer? So here's the thing. I was yeah. like, why would anyone drink non-alcoholic beer? Because you're basically eating a loaf of bread and yeah. not getting the drunkenness that people drink beer for. These things have like one gram of carbs and 10 calories in a can, which is oh, fucking nice. insane. That's good. That's like fucking sparkling water. Yeah, but I don't even know how they did that because they're still like brewing it according to whatever well, fucking. I think all the calories in beer come from. The sugar that is fucking turned into alcohol. The what's that word when sugar turns into alcohol? Fermentation. Yeah, that's what all the calories in beer comes from is the actual sugar and shit fermenting and then turning into alcohol. There's still all the sugar left over. So if you're not making alcohol, you're not like probably not exactly fermenting sugar to feed the alcohol. I don't know. I'm not a beer scientist. Well, yeah, I'm like uh, a 12 ounce bottle of Beck's non-alcoholic beer contains 57 calories and 11 yeah. grams of carbohydrates. Um, uh-huh. 
So I feel like these are actually, th- these end up being like less than that somehow. Better than Bex. This should be their new slogan. Do you, can we talk about, so hey. get sued by Bex. You know what else? Is fuck. I don't better than Bex. Uh, Not Uber. Is that where you're going? So the NHL draft. Dale and I are from Vancouver. For all our uh, varied and diverse international listeners, that Uh, one girl in Scotland who I always piss off. Yeah, she actually just moved to Toronto, so she's not international. What? Oh, that's like. We lost our entire international. There goes our whole fucking kilt brigade. We do have Dwayne in China. Do girls wear kilts? Yeah, that's a great question. I feel there's, like they should. There's some random. Oh, guy. Lorna's gonna have comments on this one. <laughs> <laughs> there's some random guy who's downloaded us in Taiwan. I'm assuming it's a guy because I don't know. I just I just assume women don't listen to it. It is weird that you would say that because all of the listeners that I know that we have, like personally, yeah, are women. Which is weird because, and maybe they just listen because they love correcting us on how fucking dumb we are, particularly in regards to to women's issues. I think it's 50-50. It's 50-50 us being stupid about women's issues and them having, like, the ability to lord it over our heads, and the other half is our sexy voices. Yeah. No, that sounds like a fair split. I maybe mean, even 70-30. 70 for the sexy voices. Oh, totally. And 30 for the one. The sexy voices. I mean, Especially the only reason we do the British I listen to this podcast is the same reason I do this podcast, so I can listen to my own voice. Jerk off to the sound of your own And voice. a little bit of yours. Like, I listen to yours, too. I don't just fast forward through the Derek parts, because if I did, I'd miss all the setups for my parts. I do that. It's like, you know, the and thumb trick less. when you watch porn? Yeah, you put a, you put your thumb over. I my I put penis? my thumb over your voice when I'm listening to the podcast, so I only have to hear my own. Dude, that's like the good old days of porn where they had regular size penises. Now you have to put up like a thumb on top of a thumb and then a finger beside it because the dicks are just so big now. They keep getting bigger, and but it's weird. Like so huge dick porn. Yeah, I feel is mostly made for the benefit of men. Yeah. Because I don't – women who I talk to are like generally – and maybe this is just to make me feel better about myself. But they're <laughs> like, those dicks are way too big. There is no way I would ever enjoy having sex with a penis that large. Well, because the women – I've only uh, – I've known a couple women who enjoyed big dick sex. And they were both how you say – Don't say it. Whatever you're going to how you say I was just going to say the type of women who knew what type of sex they liked because they had a lot of practice. I mean, all women (laughs) should know what kind of sex they like. Yeah, but not all women have the amount of practice to like whittle it down to a fine line of exactly what they like. I think, yeah, once you hit a certain point. I mean, all women and all men should just... Have a crazy amount of sex so we all know exactly what we like. I mean, that's how, yeah, once you hit like, you know, probably like mid to late 30s, you should know your sexual preferences and know exactly what you like because you spent your entire 20s and early 30s experimenting to get to that point. Yeah. I'm just (laughs) laughing at like, because 
everybody's all like, oh, experimented sex in your 20s and 30s, but you still have to find someone. Well, that's the thing. I think with. back to my, like, to our, probably our 20s yeah. and 30s, and it was just like, instead of experimenting, you were like, oh, someone wants to have sex with yeah. me. Gonna take it. Doesn't matter what it's like. like Here I go. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. I'm not gonna ask too many questions. I'm just gonna enjoy it. And then after it's done, you're like, fuck, how did I do that? How could I do that again? And then you're like, and now I look back and I'm like, you know, it's probably good that I didn't do too much experimenting because adult me thinks that that stuff like that is gross. What, experimenting? Yeah. I was just going to be like, my my entire sexual history up to this point is like my mid-30s. If you ask me what my sexual preferences were, I would say having it. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you think experiment? I'm not talking about like weird experimenting, like gimp suits or like. Okay, well, because that's what I thought you meant by experimenting. No. Because like, for me, when people are like, I'm experimenting with sex, you're like, are you doing that thing where you wrap each other up in like cellophane, like a mummy, and then poke a <laughs> hole in it and then have sex with <laughs> Why the cellophane mummy? Because, I don't know, like. Experimenting just makes it sound like it's totally weird. Like, not a new position that you haven't tried yet. It's like so, like eyes wide shut or something. Yeah, like, like which was actually a really vanilla movie about sexual experimentation. I think. Well, they wore masks. True. I mean, I've never worn a mask. I asked my girlfriend if I could wear my wrestling mask. She absolutely vetoed it. Really? She's she's on the fence about the cape though. Just so do like lights off next time. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I just got to go to the bathroom before yeah. we start. And you've hidden your wrestling mask in yeah. the toilet tank. And <laughs> it off. It's just soaked in toilet water. <laughs> and I come back and then she's all like, what the fuck? Why are you so wet? You're like, shh. And then the lights come on and I've just got this dripping wet wrestling mask. <laughs> just toilet water spraying on her. <laughs> So now, not only do I not get to have sex wearing a mask, I just never get to have sex with her again. (laughs) Worth worth it, in my opinion. I mean, oh, maybe on top of the toilet tank or behind it, not in it, would work. Hey, speaking of in the toilet, (laughs) fucking, we're going to go on short tangents this week. (laughs) I just realized we started talking about the draft and we ended up talking about a wrestling mask in the back of a toilet tank. I got as far as we live in Vancouver and that was it for that tournament. And then these American energy drinks are wild, man. They're making me a pervert. It's just the energy drink. It has nothing to do with my personality. Uh, NHL draft was held in Vancouver this past weekend. Um, whatever, that's all fine and well. It was as close to a major event as Vancouver gets these days. And everyone was all jacked up on the fact that there were going to be like 30 bloated GMs in a room picking the next generation of their NHL teams, which fine, fuck, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the draft itself was pretty boring, but, uh, the lead up to the draft was interesting because, uh, you had a lot of uh, out-of-town sports media coming here to yeah. cover the NHL draft uh, and also the GMs and whatever. And for those of you who aren't in the know, 
Vancouver is a unique North American city in that uh, ride sharing is illegal here. So Uber and Lyft uh, and the likes are not permitted to operate within Vancouver city limits. Actually, within the entire province of British Columbia, I think. Yeah. I think, does Calgary and Edmonton have it? Calgary and Edmonton do have it. Toronto has it. Montreal has it. Winnipeg probably has it. Wherever, the whatever major cities they have in Saskatchewan have Uh, it. Regina. Uh, They have, like, one Uber driver. That's it. (laughs) Donnie. (laughs) Great guy. Yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm okay with... I think, like, Vancouver not having ride-sharing is less... They don't want the companies to come in and break all the sanctions that they built up with the taxi cabs and more just Vancouver's general war on cars. Yeah. Okay. So there are two parts to it. Part of it is like the taxi lobby in Vancouver is very powerful and they've managed to like um, to lobby for uh, the municipal government to basically keep Uber and Lyft out, which fuck, whatever. That's kind of shady. Like, yeah. The cab companies here do really fucking suck. Like, they're just, oh, yeah. like, painfully shitty. And uh, Uber and Lyft have been in existence and, and basically, like, kicking the taxi industry in the nuts for, what, like, eight years now? Seven yeah, or eight pretty years. pretty much. And the best uh, the Vancouver taxi industry has been able to come up with is, like, these shitty, like, awfully shitty apps that looked like they were designed for an iPhone 3. Like, just, like, <laughs> so fucking bad. And yeah. it's just, like, like, fuck these assholes. Like, they're, yeah. they're useless. And they're so dumb. And they're so unwilling to spend any money to innovate that, like, this is the best they can do for people. Yeah. But on the flip side of that is that Uber and Lyft have basically built their business by doing this, like, end around on regulations that existed to protect consumers. Like, um, taxis had to be specially licensed. They had to get like all these security certifications they had, or like, uh, you have to get special type of like commercial insurance Mm -hmm. because, uh, that way if there is an accident in the taxi and a customer is injured, they are, um, they're, they're not on the hook for, like, their, their own expenses, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they're, they're covered. They're insured. Uh, Uber and Lyft were basically like, fuck all of that. We're going to offer cheaper rides to people by passing the liability on to, say, a person like you or me yeah. who decides they just want to earn a little extra money on the side. Um, yeah. And suddenly we're on the hook for, like, if you're an Uber driver, this might not be 100% factually correct from what I understand it is. If I'm an Uber driver and I'm driving and I get in an accident and my passenger is injured, that's covered by my insurance. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, like if you look into it to be an Uber driver, you're taking a lot of risk, not only because you're taking all the liability to whatever happens to your customer who's probably some drunk idiot and isn't buckled in properly, but you're also just putting way too much wear and tear on your car because the thing about taxi cab companies is a lot of them will have a stable of cars and they'll service their cars and if the taxi driver buys his own car then they get special brakes and more money but for uber it's cheap because they're not supplying anything except like the app Everything else is done by you. That's the fucking crazy thing is that Uber uh, and to a lesser degree Lyft have built these like 
I'm going to say, and I'll explain more about this in, in a moment, but billion dollar businesses mm-hmm. just creating an app. They don't own the cars. They don't pay for the cars. They don't service the cars. They pay their drivers shit. Like Uber drivers do not earn that much money. Uh, they don't offer them benefits or health care. They don't even they don't even say they're employees like they're basically independent contractors. So they don't have to provide them benefits. Um, so they basically just like earned a shit ton of money by violating uh, labor laws and by violating transportation laws. And despite all of this, uh, I'm going to read a statistic here. Uh Uber, so Uber doesn't fucking pay for anything. Yeah. They pay to acquire new customers, basically, and that's it. And they provide the app, and then they, like, deploy the the cars. But uh, Uber reported a net loss of $865 million in the fourth quarter. Wow. Last year? Last year. Uh, That figure, however, was aided by a tax benefit that saved the company from reporting a $1.2 billion net loss. So this company that everyone's clamoring to fucking get into Vancouver that doesn't pay for shit and treats their employees like garbage and also had some some rather uh, shady uh, culture complaints leveled at them and especially regarding their treatment of women like serial sexual harassers in the company yeah uh, is just like hemorrhaging fucking money like 1.2 billion dollars how are they still a company if you they lose 1.2 billion dollars in three months so here's the thing about the tech industry yeah is that Nobody cares how much money you actually earn anymore. Yeah. That doesn't matter. It's how big you are mm-hmm. and how many customers you have. It doesn't matter if any of that translates into actual money coming back yeah. because that could be correlated to the promise of money down the road. Oh, yeah. So they're losing a fuck ton of money, but people keep uh, throwing. Wait, did they go? I think Uber went. I know they were fun. Like there was. Funded by investors. They were, and now they went... uh, They went public, so everybody lost money. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Let's see what's... uh, (laughs) Could you imagine if you bought money in Uber stocks and then just immediately lost a quarter of the stock? Uh, It looks like... Oh, no, they're, they're up. They're up in, what, a year? So they went public on the 10th of May uh, at a share price of $41. Uh, and since then, they've gone up to 44 So not well, that's, bad. That's this year. That's after their, like, super loss. Because the – or wait, is the fourth quarter – when's the fiscal year in February? Uh, yeah, I think that was reported in Febu- February or March. Oh, yeah, so that would have been – they would have gone public right after that. So if I guess – of course, their stocks would go up because if you go public right after losing a billion dollars, you can't really sell your stocks for that much money. Uber earnings. Uber lost at least $1 billion in the first quarter of 2019. Then how did the stocks go up? This makes no sense to me. Uh, Friday's filing also disclosed the company's plan to sell shares between $44 and $50 per share, giving it a valuation of near $90 billion. Wow. So a company that has yet – so 
a note to all our budding entrepreneur listeners out there. Uh, a company that has yet to turn a profit any single quarter it's been in existence uh, is worth $90 billion. That just goes to show you. Does like I Any, guess anyone can do that it. is just the promise because they're I guess they're thinking that eventually Uber will crush all the local cab companies and then get a monopoly. Yeah. I think is what they're hoping. I mean the plan is that Uber is also investing in self-driving car technology. So what they're going to do yeah. is eventually they also they already have the infrastructure in place to support this and yeah. then once uh, self-driving car technology is advanced enough. You just get rid of the pesky human drivers, yeah, and you replace them with self-driving cars, and then you don't have to pay your human drivers anymore. Are they using Google to do their self-driving cars? No. So they there was a lawsuit against uh, a guy who was involved in. Yeah, I think that's the way. A guy who was involved in. Google's like self-driving car division yeah. jumped ship and went to Uber and there was this huge lawsuit between Google and Uber. Oh yeah, because they stole the tech to make yeah. the cars. Car <laughs> Uber's just like the more you look at it, the darker they get and the shadier it gets. Uh Uber and Waymo abruptly settled for $245 million. Uh oh that's like what? A quarter of what they lost in one quarter? Yeah. So that's not bad. They're like, oh, is that why they lost money? Or is that on top of all the billion dollars they lost is the is other... Is the $245 million <laughs> that they had to... Yeah, because that's probably... I don't know if that's on their uh, profit and loss statements, but... Uh, yeah. Like, I've always been under... Like, everybody's like, oh, Uber should come in. It's cheaper. And I've always been like, well, the reason that these cab companies have all this shit and all these hoops they have to jump through is probably for a reason. It's not like somebody was just like, oh, you want to drive a cab? Here's a whole bunch of hoops to jump through. Like I imagine there was like this like growing pains and stuff because they probably had cab companies since like for 80 years or so. So they probably had to like figure out who gets to drive which cabs where, like end up on like uh, cab driver licensing and insurance and liability and all this stuff and f markings like there's a reason that cabs have are all painted one color and are like have a light on top and that's all because of regulations that came through to make cabs more distinguishable which actually is funny because New Jersey in the states and I think it's Indiana both have passed these laws that have um, that are calling for Uber to have illuminated windows or uh, illuminated lights and signs on the front and back windows, Q scannable Q codes on the passenger windows, just because it's it's nicknamed Sammy's Law because oh, I can't remember her name, but there was a college student. And she got into a car she thought was an Uber, but it actually wasn't an Uber, and she got murdered. So now, that's another thing, too, is like Uber is just driving these regular cars. So if you're kind of half cut and not paying attention, and you're like, oh, there's my Uber, and you get in, you might be just some creep who's driving around trying to pick up drunk people. Yeah. And that happens... A lot more than I think anybody's willing to admit. And you don't really know anymore, and it's enabled because anyone can be an Uber driver. And yeah. 
that's the other thing is that I, I don't believe that they really aggressive. You, you've had a number of high profile. Okay. I think there was something like 103 sexual assaults reported against Uber drivers last year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you'll hear the, the stories about how, uh, Taxi driver, like ta- I'm sure, taxi drivers have done some fucking. Yeah, there's been a lot well. of stuff. Um, but Uber drivers are totally unregulated because that comes at a cost to the company, right? Like if they're paying yeah. to screen anyone who wants to drive for them, that's a fuck ton of money where mm-hmm. they can just pass that responsibility on to the passenger instead. Uh, yeah, like if a taxi cab, if the driver fucks with you when you're drunk, you could sue the taxi cab company. But if an Uber driver fucks with you when you're drunk, you just fucking have to figure out who it was. And it's, it's, it's always been weird to me that you're like, oh, it's okay that this, that I'm trusting my life to this Uber driver because I have the guy's name in my app. And as a, on the other side, it's like, you're driving a car and you're like, oh, it's okay to pick up this random stranger. I have his credit card number. Yeah. Like, Which I don't even think the end user. That's all done through the app, right? So you don't yeah. actually get any information yeah. from anyone. Yeah, and I imagine all these like... I just fact-checked myself. Uber does do a background check on uh, on uh, drivers, but they only check the motor vehicle record and criminal history. So if you have like mental problems, yeah. uh, they're not really screening for that at all. Yeah, and I know that there was, they were getting a lot of flack because their background checks were lacking. And I'd imagine that what they have now that you just read out is a response to all the violence that they had a couple of years ago. Yeah, so I get that people are frustrated with the taxi industry and they're looking for, like, you know, caveat. I, I do, when I travel, I do use Uber and Lyft because mm-hmm. it's really fucking convenient. But I do not think that they are absolutely necessary for a city to function right now. Like you have a company that uh, doesn't give a shit about passenger safety, doesn't give a shit about driver safety, doesn't give a shit about safety regulations, uh, and basically just like skirts the law every opportunity they get, and despite that cannot stop physically shitting the equivalent of the GDP of an African nation out of their bowels every fucking quarter and they're they're not the only solution yeah to the taxi woes like yeah i would say we gotta if you want to like settle the taxi woes maybe look into all these like the bureaucracy and the red tape and how like one like another thing with the taxi companies is they will bid on their service areas like you'll get in a taxi and then, or like sometimes you'll be waving down a taxi and one will pull up and then another one will come screaming up behind it, honking. And then you get in and the guy's like, that guy's not allowed to pick people up here. We have the contract here. And you're like, I don't I, I just want to get home, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. But yeah, like supposedly to get to be a cab driver, you have to get with a company and then it'll be like some company will have the airport contract where they only sell a certain amount of taxi companies, the ability to actually go to the airport and pick you up. And then like Surrey will have a co- uh, contracts with some companies and then Burnaby will have different ones. I don't know. I haven't taken the taxi pretty much in a couple of years. Cause I've now that I'm an old suburbanite guy, I just say, Oh, the sky train's going to stop running in half an hour. I have to go home. 
so I can go home and play video games. Yeah. Uh, Don't tell my friends. That's why I always bitch out early. It's not because I'm scared I'm going to miss the sky train. It's because I just want to go home and play video games. You know, here's a dope ass plug for sobriety. Uh, also, check out my sobriety podcast. Sobriety. Sobriety. I'm drunk right now. Can you so, name it? Sobriety. Sobriety. <laughs> uh, sobriety podcast. Club Soda Club uh, launching July 4th. Is that what it is? That's what's Club it's Soda Club. Club Soda Club. Nice. Huh? Yeah. Uh, but the best thing about one of the best things about sobriety, besides all the other shit, is that I can just drive a car. And yeah. if I want to leave the bar, I can leave the bar when I want to leave the bar. And yeah. I can just drive my own vehicle home. And I can leave when I want. And I don't have to worry about taking a cab. And it most definitely does not cost me $70. I just drive my own car yeah. from the place to the place. It's amazing. Yeah, and the best thing, is, like, along with that is another awesome thing about being sober is you get to not only drive home whenever you want that night, but your whole next day is not a write-off slash going to get your car. Yeah, you can drive other places instead of going yeah. to pick up your phone. I remember there were days where I'd be like, where the fuck did I leave my car? Yeah. And then I'd have to, like, transit, hungover as fuck, all the way back downtown, yeah. pick up my car, Drive it out here wanting to die the entire time. Yeah, and then sleep half the day. Now, you can just sleep half the day. You don't have to go get your car. It's awesome. Uh, hey, we're at 33 minutes, so we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some other shit really, really quickly. And then I'm going to go record my good podcast. And we're back. Yes, we are. And I, I just want to point out that I didn't argue that this isn't the good podcast because I just don't want to get roped into doing extra work. Also, because you know my other podcast is to, going to be the good podcast. To good make podcast. it better. It better be podcast. better. You've been pumping it up. Podcast. You might be overhyping it, bro. Yeah, but it's also very niche, right? Like, oh, the yeah. only sober people are going to listen to it. And that's not a lot of people. I'm and not going to lie to myself. People who are interested in you talking about being sober are going to love it. Those people don't actually exist because every time I post about my sobriety, it got to the point where I just like created a whole separate. It's like, you know how people create Instagram accounts for their fucking dogs or whatever, or their kids so that their dogs or kids don't take over their Instagram. Wait, are you going to, are you going to hit me up with a reason why Google plus should have caught on? Are you saying you could have a circle for sober friends that your posts would just go to your sober circle? So Google Plus was an idea that was good in theory. Yeah. That was just really poorly executed. You know what? I think if Google Plus was released right now with all the flashback that Facebook's getting, they would have done a lot better. Man, it's not like Google's like I have a Google listening device in every room in my 400 square foot apartment and there is no doubt in my mind that google is listening to absolutely everything that happens in here especially dale shitting my oh yours is in your pocket yeah all the time. my google listening yeah. device goes with me 24 7 even when i leave the house and i didn't think it worked and then i can't remember somebody was talking they're like oh siri's better than i'm like whatever if i say and then you say like okay google okay google you just fired up every speaker. I also fired up my phone because my phone just started doing that. And I was like, 
Because I got a new phone like a year ago. What? She said, sorry, she's not sure how to help. Okay. Yeah. So I got a new phone a year ago and I just didn't realize that this one had that. And then I was driving my car one day, like I said, and I said it, and then I was listening to music and they just started talking to me through my car and I just about crashed because I thought the robots took over that fast. <laughs> Maximum overdrive yeah. is here. But anyways, Google Plus, wicked idea. It really was. So I had to create a whole separate sobriety Instagram account because... If I post about, I can do like my one annual post where I'm like, oh, it's my fucking like four year sobriety anniversary. Has it been four years? It will be this December. It's been three and a half years since I had my last alcoholic beverage. That's a long time. Long ass time. Yeah. We'll talk about this more on the good podcast. Yeah. Airing July 4th. Club Soda Club. Subscribe. Great review. Let's go back to the dick jokes. So let's go back to the. Oh wait, are we doing the yeah. influencer first? Yeah, because we. Right. I think one of our sub niches on this podcast is social media influencers. We rail on social media influencers when they. So basically, we wait for them to act like dipshits because they always do, and then we wait for them to get tackled by the entire internet, and then we just kind of make the safe bet and pile on because fuck them. So here's. I'm going to break this down. Yeah. And then I'm going to, I'll tell you my take on it. Okay. Uh, Natalie Schlater, who is a. Schlater. Schlater. AC Schlater. Uh, was, she's a Swedish Instagram influencer. I want to say she only has 12,000 followers. Yeah. I, I saw that know. and I was like, do you get to just say you're an influencer yeah, now? Like, you're t- 12,000. That's, That's not. Maybe. Like 120,000. Maybe in Sweden, there's not as many people on Instagram, and 12,000 is a pretty big number. Could be. Um, Natalie Schlater posted a uh, while on holiday on the Indonesian island of Bali. Uh, She posted a picture of a man working in a rice field, and uh, her caption was, How different my life is from the man picking in the rice field every morning. Uh, she basically, everyone piled on, ripped the shit out of her to the point where she deleted her Instagram accounts. You missed one very important fact about this picture is she was also in the picture in a bikini staring out into the field, trying to make a deep comment about how strange life can be when you're different financial situations where she gets to be. An influencer who wears bikinis in Bali, whereas some guy just has to work in the rice fields all day. Yeah. I mean, uh, so my take. Yeah. I'm okay with all of this. Like, I think the the post, like, she worded it poorly. Yeah. But, like, she was just being like, she could not. Um, it, it seemed like she was more self-aware than your average Instagram influencer being like, it's probably why she only has 12,000 hey, followers. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> She's like, I get to be a person who like stands here and takes pictures and puts them yeah. on Instagram for a living. And this guy is working like really hard labor and we have very different lives. Uh, and I think that's the message she was going for. Uh, and it just was very poorly received because people have to get angry about shit all the time. Oh, don't uh, get me wrong. I'm not saying what she did was bad to this rice worker. I hate it because she took a picture of herself in a bikini in some foreign country and is just like incredibly narcissistic about it, which is all in like, I'm not saying she should lose her. Oh, yeah, that's not even all. Because it, if, if 
people who are narcissistic couldn't post on Instagram, there'd be no Instagram. Yeah, exactly. That's like all of Instagram. I also don't think what she posted was incredibly insensitive to this man's plight. And she, like you said, she poor, she worded it poorly. So it was like, I just take offense because it was cliche and it was like a ham fisted, like existential comment on like the plight of humanity and all this stuff that pretty much just is dumb. That's my point about it. Like, even if she didn't mean any harm on this guy being like, oh, look at this fucking guy who has to work while I get to wear this sweet bikini. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, she told she was interviewed apparently after this. Uh, she said that she's working very hard to get the money she needs to travel and that she is not rich, although it may seem like that on social media. Uh, but not everything is there as it seems. Uh, and then she said, I don't want pity, but my post just meant that the man has worked so hard all his life for so little, she said. And I wanted us all to realize that we too often take everything we have for granted. I wish I'd put it differently. I'm okay with that. It's a nice sentiment. I'm okay that she was in the picture in a bikini because A, you're in Bali. Sure, wear a bikini. B, you're an Instagram influencer. Sure, wear wear a bikini. You you don't get to be an Instagram influencer not posting bikini pics. I hate to break it to you. You look at all the Instagram influencers. See, the ironic thing is, I don't know if it's ironic or just another ham-fisted simile on my point, but if you're going to be an Instagram influencer, you have to have a little bit thicker skin than this because... Nobody was like, oh, you're a piece of shit. I hope you die. People were like, you're insensitive to this guy. And she completely folded and fell apart and closed her Instagram. Like if you want to be getting those Instagram followers, you got to be like, you got to be way more narcissistic. You got to have no shame. You got to double down. You got to take pictures of you in the bikini from the front. You got to be like, look how good I look. I'm a snack. You got to do shit like that. You can't just be like riding the fence and be like, no, I'm actually a good person. It's like, no, if you were a good person, you wouldn't be an influencer. You post a follow-up picture with yeah. you taking a literal shit in the rice farmer's field in your white bikini. And your nipples accidentally and you say showing. you say, this one's for all the haters. Yeah. And you say, America, yeah, even though you're from, what, Switzerland? Sweet Sweden? Yeah, you go. Well, it starts with an SW. You were close. Sweden, F, Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> I think people just have a tendency to be like, they see anyone is labeled as an Instagram influencer yeah. and they wait for them to make like one tiny misstep, particularly when like f- foreign countries or, or other oh, yeah. cultures are involved. And they're like, well, this will not fucking stand. They're I'm like, the Malaysian rice farmer police now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, oh, Bali, this is going to be a little, uh, let's see if she tiptoed through the PC culture enough. Nope, she didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, like, you want to be an influencer, you got to just, like, have no shame and just own up to it. Like, she owned up to it properly. She shouldn't have closed her account. She should have just ignored all the comments. Yeah. Because another thing, too, is when you get this, like, this is probably her first, like, big critical, I guess, like, drama over one of her photos. Like, this is your stepping stone. This is where you double, like, she had 12,000 followers. She could have had... 24,000 because there would have been so many people be like, oh my God, let me look at this bitch. And be like, oh, actually, that's kind of a cute bikini. Oh, maybe that picture's not so bad. And then she would have, I bet she would have at least doubled her her followers. And then she would have been an even bigger influence. What she could have done 
Yeah. Was posted a follow up of her in a Make America Great Again hat. Yeah. And something about how she should build a wall around Bali. And she yeah. would have like tripled her followers and people would have been donating money to her online because the right wing in the U.S. is the easiest crowd in the world to grift right now, particularly if you're an attractive young woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so many incels just with all this like extra money that they haven't been spending on dates or that they just <laughs> or want to throw at people yeah. online. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I I like it. Yeah. I don't know. She like, seems OK. At first, I was like, this is dumb. But then I think about it and I think, yeah, she's in it. She wants to be an influencer. She's just kind of got to like, like these are, this is the stuff you, that these are the like things that you get back up from it. It makes you a stronger influencer. Do you, do you want to talk about? Speaking of something else Instagram is doing to all of our bodies. Children are growing horns on the back of their heads. (laughs) So we did talk about how uh, cashless payments were the mark of the beast. Uh, in oh, the yeah. last episode. And now it turns out that cell phones are actually causing people to spontaneously grow horns. Turning into the beast themselves. <laughs> the hell do you want to so what's it? happening? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be a super smart guy here and kind of tackle the smarty pants reason why people are growing. So we're growing extra horns. We're growing horns. <laughs> so as, as you look down at your phone, it's and hold it there. It's like a posture that your neck's not really built for because we're supposed to look straight out. That's like that's where the predators are. That's way yeah. That's way became bipedal. So when you look down, you're putting stress on the muscle that attaches at the back of your neck to the base of your skull. So what's happening is there's a little bone. Like I guess it's like um, a calcium deposit that's turning into a bone that's growing to, I guess, help support the muscle that's attached there. And they're saying that, uh, I guess I should actually say who did this. So um, Australian researchers, seems specific enough, doesn't it? I mean, they're in Australia. When they're not fucking dealing with feral camels, I guess they're looking well, at like, did, did, If Now knowing that this comes from Australia, <laughs> are they sure this isn't just unique to shitty Australians who are probably <laughs> devil spawn anyways? Um, okay. Dr. David Shahar and Associate Professor Mark Sayers at the University of the Sunshine Coast. Wait. Is the university called the University of the Sunshine Coast? I like it. Because that delegitimatizes it further in my mind. Anyways, Sunshine. they said 40% of those studies had developed bony outgrowths on the back of their skulls as a result of forward head protraction. Oh, okay. I'm back in. They use the word protraction. It sounds super smart. I'm just going to listen to them. The scientists believe that 10 to 31 millimeter growths, another way you can tell it's smart is they use a uh, fucking millimeters instead of inches. Yeah. 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 Growth is the result of prolonged use of handheld gadgets with people spending too much time looking down at smartphones and tablets. The spike like growth specifically scientifically known as the external occipital protuberance is found at the lower back of the skull, just above the neck. So, yeah, they're saying like 18 to 31 year olds like nice escaped it. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's gener or that's 
the lower end of millennials because that's caught the last seven years of millennials. Is that into even generation millennials? Z. Yeah, millennials are thirty nine to twenty four age because each generation is fifteen years, and it starts eighty seventy nine whichever. I'd say seventy nine because everybody my age because I was born in nineteen seventy nine we all grew up with like a computer either in the home or at school. And we grew up with like the internet and every. Anyways, I don't know if you're like I, if you were on ICQ at all, you should just by default be a millennial. True. So yeah. Um, oh yeah. So as we hunch over and hold, over handheld gadgets, we crane our necks to hold our heads forward in an unnatural position to support the weight of about four point five kilograms. Yeah. Uh, maybe if you got a pinhead, four point five kilograms seems pretty light. I bet my bone growth would be super big. Uh, Yeah, so they said you could feel a bony lump on the back of your head with your fingers. Yeah? I don't, I can't feel a bump. I can feel one. I feel the nub that you have, like. Feel, feel that. Oh, bro, you totally have one. See, feel me. That's what I was talking about. I don't have one. You don't have one. I definitely have. Feel this. Oh, nerd. You're such a nerd. You grew a little bone on the yeah, back of your head. I, I guess I wasn't immune after all. <laughs> I have horns. Yeah. <laughs> one. So. Big horn. How does it feel? In the back of my. To be touched this, by the devil, this, Derek. This is what I was talking about. I thought you were talking about just this nub that's at the back of your head. Like. Where your skull goes to a point. No, I have like a butt, and it feels, it definitely feels like there's a growth coming out of the bottom of it, too. Have you always had that? Uh, you know, uh, as far back as I can remember checking for it, which was two hours ago when you first <laughs> told me about this thing. Before that, it might have existed, but I had no idea. You know idea. what, though? I bet, because you were a big reader when you were a kid. Y- yeah. And now, so you, like, reading is the same as looking at a phone, so you would have been, like, looking down at a book. So that would explain why you have it because I'm illiterate pretty much and that's why I don't have one. Yeah, because they're saying – I was reading a different study. It's not this one I have open on my computer so you'll just have to fucking believe me when I tell you this or whatever. But they said they first found them in 1865 and – but it was very, very rare because – Like scholars only or librarians only. Yeah. So I would imagine it would come from reading books and stuff. But I don't like when you look at your phone. Do you like look at it like this, or do you look at it like this? Uh, I'm usually like this is probably my default. Uh, yeah, like maybe like this. Because like I'm li- like that's a weird thing. Who's fucking holding their phone, walking around like that? Like people looking straight down. I see young kids doing that all the time. But like I am a pussy, and I get a sore neck if I look too far down. So I just like I kind of hold it up. Kind of just below peripheral viewing. Another thing they said too is that like people are going to start getting like fucked up vertebrae, like they're growing extra vertebrae in their neck from it, like looking down and stuff. This is just the next evolution of humanity. And then you're getting like little dents in your finger from holding your phone, like resting it on your finger. You don't do it. Yeah, like a little. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. I think it's like. Super good podcasting, me and Derek holding our phones physically to see where (laughs) our fingers go on our phone. No, I think what it is is like when people hold it, what I'm doing is I'm cradling my phone, but I have have it resting halfway down 
halfway down my pinky, if you know what I mean. Like, so you kind of like, do that? Is that what you do? Yeah, normally? I hold all my weights on the pinky finger. Oh, weird. And then the rest are just kind of. I just palm it. I used to do that. But then you have more – it's more likely to just slip out of your hand like a bar. Yeah, if you like dip your hands in butter before you handle your phone like a moron. I don't have sweaty palms, over yourself. I don't have sweaty palms. Grease yourself up. And I don't get greasy hands at work. My hands are totally clean and dry all I, the time. I, I got to look at my phone. Just let me plunge my hands into this bucket <laughs> of Crisco first. Well, okay. So at work, I wear these like neoprene gloves which are like – they look like the ones tattooists wear, like those black ones. So I'll take it off and my hand will just be sweaty and then I'll go to use my phone and my finger won't slide because it's like this half wet greasy thing and it's like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It's like my biggest problem in my life because my phone – like I can't unlock my phone because my finger won't slide and then it leaves water on my phone. So my phone thinks I'm touching it other places. You know what we should invent? What? Like a microfiber, super absorbent phone case. Yeah. So you just like wipe your hand on the back of it. Oh, And it dries you off. And then, bam, you're back in business, baby. There's only one problem with this. I'm an idiot (laughs) and I just stick my phone in my pocket while I'm working, shooting grinding dust and grease into my pocket onto my phone. So that would be like disgusting in an hour. I mean, look at what I did to my phone. I'm taking the case off if you can't tell at home. Oh, yeah. That's right. The the back back. of my phone is because now they're glass on the front and back is just spiderweb smashed because I sat on it while I was working or I got hit or I fucking ran into a like a table. Really? Possibilities are endless. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I got to go record another podcast. So uh, thanks for tuning in. I am your perpetually horny co-host, Derek Mullen. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Herder. I'm the totally sensitive and caring and understanding co-host, Dale DeRuda. I'm saying horny because of my literal. Oh, <laughs> I thought we were just. Okay, I am the illiterate co-host, <laughs> Dale DeRuda. As you might have guessed from my reading voice, which is. Basically, me mispronouncing words. <laughs> you stumbling through <laughs> sentences like you've never seen one yeah. before. I'm like that kid who always volunteered to read out loud, and everybody was just like, oh. roll their eyes, be like, fuck, why? They're like, now we get to listen to Dale stumble through words for the next 20 There goes minutes. lunch break. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're going to be listening to this idiot read. Uh, Dale, do you have a Twitter? Do you have a Twitter? Yeah. Anyway? At Super Dalebot. You can follow us both on Twitter or Facebook at uh, blah blah dot com slash outrage fact pod. Yeah. Just you're if you're listening to this, we've probably already bothered the fuck out of you to be on our Facebook page. So I imagine you have a link to it anyway. But uh, if you don't, go check it out. Yeah. Also, if you're listening to this, uh, you've probably already subscribed. But if you haven't subscribe. Yeah, uh, you've probably already rated us, but if you haven't, please rate us and or go back and change your rating to a good one. Yeah, because this pod, this fucking episode cooks. I could say this is one of our best episodes. We should do all of them in like we got to get this done in under yeah. an hour because Derek has a better podcast to record. I think well, Dale's feeling the heat. 
Dale's feeling the heat now. Yeah, totally. All right. I'm probably still not going to put extra work in, though. Uh, and if you really, Dale will put extra work in if you donate to us on Patreon. So go throw us some money there, and Dale will do just lie to Fucking tell him that because I don't have to Just lie to Okay, yeah, I'll totally do extra work. You give us some fucking money. Yeah, totally. That'll happen. As always, thanks for joining us. And until next week, stay angry. I don't need-